0: The following program is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter.
1: I am so privileged to be with you today. Today's show is drenched in hope, and later in the show, I have a very important message that can strengthen your walk with God instantly if you choose to listen. But first, I have a question Where is God when a loved one is diagnosed with cancer? I think cancer has intruded all of our lives. Cancer is an unwelcome intruder that destroys hopes and dreams. My mother died of cancer at the young age of 59. My beautiful wife dealt with breast cancer. Today, she's doing great, but many of her friends never survived. I have prayed with many young, beautiful children who were terminally ill and have since passed. You know, I can have all the faith in the world, but when so many good people are diagnosed with cancer and die, I begin to question God. Why does it seem like all the good people get cancer and the evil people live forever? It can take a person with tremendous faith and turn them into an angry person and cause them to lose all trust and faith in God. I was on the verge of becoming one of those people. And then I met today's guest. I met someone who wanted to share their story with the world. The story is about a loving mom caring for her young daughter with terminal cancer. Now, I had no idea how our conversation would go, and she knew nothing of my thoughts and questions concerning God. But after speaking with her, I knew God sent her to me to share her story with the world. Let's meet today's guest, Lynette Myers. No, we're not related. We just have the same last name. I call her an angel sent from God that brings hope and encouragement to those dealing with cancer. Welcome to the show, Lynette. How are you today? I'm wonderful, Ron. Thank you so much for having me. Well, (laughs) good show today. But uh, before I get into the subject of that, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, like I said, I'm
2: Lynette Myers, and I have... um, I'm the new founder and CEO of Megan's Dream Incorporated, which we've created this program to help families and their communities walk through cancer.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about you, about your upbringing, growing up, and uh, a little bit, are you from here?
2: Well, I'm originally from Alabama, but I grew up in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and um, went on, got married, had children, and... We're going through life very wonderfully with playing softball and baseball and school and all of that. And children were healthy for the most part. So you had the white
1: picket fence, the little dogs and little cats and just the little typical uh, TV, leave it to beaver family. huh? Well, I won't go that far,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but we were an average, normal family, you know, in our 30s, being uh, trying to be all we could be with our children. And um One day, Megan woke up and told me her leg was hurting, and I sent her to school. For the next day, when she woke up, she said her leg was hurting even worse, so we went to the hospital, and that's when we found that she had a tumor. Now, how old was
1: she? She was eight. Eight years old. Precious little Girl goes to the doctor, and I believe I was reading a, a book that you did, Crash Course One Hundred One. And we'll, listeners will tell you how to get that in just a little bit. But the year was nineteen ninety nine, right? And I remember that because I have a son, Jacob, was born in nine nine ninety nine. So I'm having a new child born, and you got the news that your daughter has cancer. So what happened?
2: Well, when they told us that they found the mass at the Ocean Springs Hospital, they sent us over to the USA Children's and Women's where they said that doctors were awaiting our arrival. So I called my husband and I told him I was on my way and I'd let him know what they said when we got there. We went to the hospital and they confirmed that there was a mass. It was two days before Thanksgiving. And, you know, it's so funny because we talk about what is important in our lives and everything. And back then we were all worried about Y2K And if that was going to just disrupt our whole entire life, well, a new disruption came in, and more important was that we were fighting for our daughter's life at this point in time. They told us to go home, enjoy Thanksgiving, which, you know, that's not much there when you when you have this kind of news. But um, they told us to go home and come back the next day for a, a, a biopsy, and
1: that's what we did. Now, were you a person of faith? Uh, going through all this, were you going to church or did you oh, yeah. start asking God, hey, what's happening?
2: Yes. And as a matter of fact, um, I had had a, a dream of my mother a couple of weeks prior to this saying, I can't believe that happened to Megan. It was just like her head was in a bubble. And she looked at me and she said, I can't believe that happened to Megan. And so when we went through that and I, I ended up over at the hospital over there, I remembered her saying that. And I thought, oh, Lord, here we go. And um, when we came home, when they sent us home for that the Thanksgiving little break right there, um, God told me that she would touch many lives through this.
1: Who would Megan? Yes, and so I knew we were in it for the long haul. Wow! So she's a patient, and um, our listeners also, we'll tell you in a little bit. Uh, Lynette has taken the title on now called Chemo Mom. And, uh, chemo mom is a special mom and, uh, we really do appreciate you sharing your story. So Megan's in the hospital and I read, uh, in your book that she asked you one time, she says, mom, do you think I get sick so you can help people?
2: That was, that was an eye opener coming from your nine year old child, you know, cause she could see clearly every time she would get sick and we would have to go back to the hospital. She looked at me and when she asked me that question, I said, what do you mean, baby? Because I wanted her to clarify what she was saying, not what my adult mind was telling me. And she looked at me and she said, well, well, let's face it, mom. She said, I get sick. We go to the hospital. There's always somebody there that needs your help. You help them and I play with their kids. That's what happens. And, you know, it was just it was just amazing to hear that kind of.
1: Now, are you having an open conversation with Megan? Does she know the seriousness that there's a likelihood that she's not going to survive? And if so, does she have any fear of, of death?
2: Well, at eight years old, you really don't know what to tell your children and how deep to go into that conversation. Um, I never talked about death with her as far as the beginning at the beginning, because um We were we were fighting to live. You know, you live every day, no matter what. We can walk out of here and not make it home. That's how life is. I mean, and so I didn't really talk to her about the death part of it, just that it was serious and we were going to fight this.
1: Wow. Now, during this time, you had other children and uh, what's going on in their lives and what's happening to you financially? Oh, financially, it was a nightmare.
2: My husband was the only one working. I had to quit the job I was doing. And um, I had $25 a week to to eat on. And we were in-house doing in-house treatments for a week solid. So it was tough. You know, our water would be cut off. Our power would be cut off. They would come out and make sure that we didn't have any water every day. So it was
1: rough. It really was. Well, during this time, uh, this transition, you re- I read in your book that you spent some time in the chapel there at the hospital uh, in Mobile. And at one of those times in the chapel, you felt God tell you something. What was that?
2: Well, I went in one night, what I call the ugly mama cry, and the tears came from my toes. And so when... When I started, you know, you don't want to fall apart in front of your children, so you start running and the nurse took me to the chapel, and I'm standing there and I'm like, I don't know what to do. what do you want me to do? Where do I go? Because everyone was you know telling you all the different things, different avenues you could take. I didn't know where to go or what to do, and all of a sudden, and like I said, when I call it the ugly mama cry, it was serious. And all of a sudden, this peace came over me, and it's that was when I first knew what the peace that surpasses all understanding meant, because I had no idea how I went from that kind of devastational cry to instant peace. And he told me, he said, she will get the best care here. I've brought you here for a reason. And I just sat there and and I was so amazed that I was feeling that kind of peace. I just, I couldn't say anything except for, well, I'll need confirmation in the morning. And so... And I had the confirmation the next morning whenever I signed the papers.
1: Wow. Listeners, we're going to take a break. and we come back, we're going to continue our story with Lynette Myers, also known as Chemo Mom. And we'll tell you also how to get a copy of this book that she has written. It's an awesome book. We'll be back in just a minute.
0: You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. What's your story?
1: We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. Welcome back listeners. If you just tuned in, I'm talking with Lynette Myers. Um, the year was 1999 and she was leading a normal life. Her summer was filled with baseball, softball camping and all the things in between. But then she got news that her eight year old daughter had terminal cancer. And, um, that's, she's sharing her story today, but it is a story of hope and encouragement. And Lynette, um, so life is going on. And, um, Tell the listeners if somebody out there right now is saying that you know you said earlier you had a peace that surpasses all understanding, but I can't get any peace in my life. And um, what would you tell that listener?
2: You know everything is a journey, and we walk through one part of our life to another. Why I received that peace that day, I don't really, I don't know. I've felt it a couple of times during our journey that He really just. Blanketed me with his peace. Um, I believe that that was God's way of letting me know when I was in the middle
1: of of questioning in him that he was there, that this was real. And did that help you? Uh, has she gone through treatments that knowing that he was there with you?
2: Oh, yes. And when she was miraculously what we considered healed, she went into remission and she was never supposed to go into remission with her type cancer that she had. We're giving God all the glory. We are, you know, she is healed. It's a miracle because it was, but then it comes back. So when people question about God and this peace and how this actually works, it was a roller coaster because it was his his way of letting me know that he was still there in the middle of this storm because the storm kept rolling. The waves kept coming. It didn't stop, but he was there and he would give me that hope that he would walk me through.
1: So give us a little journey. Um, We don't have a lot of time, but then you say it came back. Mm -hmm. So tell us how uh, it ended up with Megan. So after we believed that she was going to be miraculously healed, because you
2: know what they say, if you have enough faith, you will be healed. If you have enough, whatever God will do, you know, God will, will heal you. Well, when that doesn't happen, what do you do? That's really the question. Did I not? Did I not have enough faith in him?
1: Yeah. Did you do something wrong? Did I
2: do something wrong? Was there something that I said, something I did?
1: You know, all of those questions go through your mind. That's a good qu- that. Well, before you continue your story, what's an answer to that question? Someone might be thinking, "That's exactly what I was thinking." Why? Mm. God is huge,
2: <laughs> you know, if I had all the answers, yeah, I would be God, hmm. but I don't,
1: so in other words, sometimes our journey in life, we just have to walk by faith. That's and, what faith is and and not sight. And we don't understand. Um, anyway, go ahead and continue.
2: well, it's just it was a little hard um, going from okay, we're we're healed, we're we're okay to it's come back, and we don't know which way to really go because our protocol that we were on, we were on a St. Jude's protocol to start with. That didn't work. So we had to go back to the 25-year-old protocol, which didn't have very good results. Then the second time around, they're winging it because they just really don't know what to do at that point in time. But then it goes away again, and we're thinking, whoo, we won the lottery. (laughs) We're in. And then my dad gets sick. My dad has cancer. I had given him a kidney right before Megan was diagnosed, and now he's got cancer. So in
1: it rains, it pours.
2: Yes. And then right after he's diagnosed, Megan's cancer comes back. Wow. So by November of that year, they're both dying with cancer.
1: Mm, 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 mm. And uh, you had told me one time in our conversation that um, you never wanted the purple box. <laughs> yeah. What's the purple box? And did you ever get it?
2: So the purple box is when uh, your child passes away at the children's hospital, they give you the purple box and it has a lock of their hair, a Bible, little Bible, you know, mementos from your child. And when I was there standing with the other mothers and one of them would walk through that door before I did, um, I would get called from either the doctors or nurses or um, parents themselves. And I would go up and, I would walk with them. I would watch them get their purple box and I would walk them out the door without their child. And the only thing I knew is I didn't want that purple box.
1: You didn't want the purple box. I
2: didn't want that purple box. I didn't know. I still don't know why I really didn't want that purple box. I don't know if it was just final. I didn't want to walk out there with just pieces of her in my hand mm. because I knew it wasn't her. She, she was no longer there. Wow. That was the remnants and I didn't want it, it pieced.
1: So when was the final time that Megan stepped into God's presence?
2: Mm, opening day of baseball season. Wow. That was the biggest you said day that in was, our you, room. You
1: said that as a smile. Is that kind of a, a sign to you? Like, hey, God's got a baseball game going up there and <laughs> he needed Megan?
2: <laughs> I've often not wondered if we get to play baseball or football up there. But, um, but yeah, that was one of the biggest days in our house is... Um, opening day of baseball season. And she made sure it's as sick as she was, she made sure that her brothers went to opening wow. day that day.
1: And she was thirteen? She was twelve. Twelve when she died. No,
2: excuse me, eleven.
1: What she must eleven. She was eleven. Mm-hmm. Wow. And since then though, you've Megan is living on through what you're doing. And you're giving hope to people. And for the next few minutes There are people out there right now that have loved ones with cancer. They don't have your faith. They don't know what they're going to do. You've got a microphone to just speak life into their soul or give them some hope and encouragement as a mom that's been there in the trenches. What would you tell them? The most important thing that I've learned is each and every one of us
2: are here to live our lifetimes. Whether you're here for 10 minutes or 100 years. You're here to touch the lives you're here to touch. And then it's time to go home. No one's getting out alive. That's what our purpose is here. And so no matter what your purpose is, always allow God to lead you to become the better person that you can be. Because without him, we are nothing. I mean, let's face it. We are just the dirt at the foot of the cross.
1: Wow. You have a ministry now. And I told the listeners earlier about a book you have crash course One Hundred and One. How can they get a copy of that? How can they read more about Megan's legacy that is still going on and it's getting bigger and bigger?
2: Our website, www.megansdreaminc.com. And that's M E G H A N S dreaminc.com. It's our book is a free download. Um, This was a testimony of many years put together. Like I said, I'm three time chemo mom that went, back and forth and back and forth. And these families are hurting. I don't believe that we need to charge them any more money to get some information that may help them. And so it's a free download um, off of our website. We do take donations to help spread the word to these families and their communities, teaching them nationwide how to take care of
1: their families. And you go to groups and you speak And you can, you'd love to talk to someone if they're going through something, they can get through uh, your contact information also at the website. Yes. Very good. Wow. Well, you know, you are a blessing. You know, you've been at some ministry events that I've done and um, I'm so sorry for the loss in your life. But Megan is living so much through you that she's given life to people now, even though she's. Not here. She's in the presence of Jesus. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so oh, she probably met my mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm find sure out. she's yeah. on the greeting oh, list. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> your son was really that much of a screwball? Well, he's, he's talking to my mom now at a radio station. Well, um, again, what's the website?
2: www.megansdreaminc.org.
1: Thank you so much for coming by and sharing your story. It's a, a heartfelt story. And uh, every time I talk with you, I'm encouraged. And uh, so the final thing before we go, the question, I started off, where is God when a loved one is diagnosed with cancer? He's right there beside you,
2: walking you every way. The old poem, Footprints, when you don't see the two sets of footprints in he's carrying you and it's true after 20 years megan was diagnosed 1999 here we are 2020 after 20 years i can tell you that i thank god every day because i see his hand still working his hand works in my life and everyone's around that i i see whether we can see it or not his hand is still because he just wants us to come home to him that's all it is
1: well thank you god bless you listeners i'm going to take a break and when i return i have a message that can strengthen your walk with god instantly if you listen
0: we all need encouragement Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged.
1: Welcome back listeners I want to ask you something If you gave your child An instruction manual On how to live life And you never spoke to them They had to learn life on their own How do you think that would turn out? Today we are hearing About people leaving The Christian faith because they don't understand God You have others That never trust in God Because they think He is a big meanie Now, my question is this, how can you know God if you never have spoken to him? What I'm about to tell you can change your walk with God instantly if you choose to listen. You can never truly love God, know God, serve God, or follow God without an intimate relationship, a conversational relationship with the Almighty. God's voice is love. God's voice is power. God's voice is healing. God's voice is what is lacking in most people's lives. We rely on the opinions of preachers and teachers. We rely on their charismatic teaching. We rely on the safety of community each Sunday. We put our life in the hands of insecure people that often only know God by what they learned in a classroom, relaying their doctrinal opinions of who God is. I call it the gumbo gospel. A mixture of truth, a mixture of truth, a dash of opinion, throw in a little guilt and sprinkle some dazzling worship, and you have a cheering fan in the audience clapping for Jesus. Now, most of them don't even know why. They are following the crowd or doing what they are supposed to do each and every Sunday. That's why we see far too many Christians in affairs, divorce, pornography, alcohol, and addiction. The Jesus of the gospel has never invaded their soul, only their minds. A true follower of Jesus will always point to communication with God. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. It is only when you hear and feel the quiet, still voice of God that real transformation begins. It is only when you hear the calming voice of God that healing begins to take place. It is only when you hear the loving voice of God that you know, that you know Jesus is real and there is no leaving Jesus when you feel that. Jesus is so real that you become his hands and feet, not because you need to, but because you want to. So today, if you are hungry for the bread of life, if you are hungry for a loving relationship with the King of Kings, if you're hungry for peace in your life, if you're desperate for answers, then take time to make time, to find quiet time and begin a dialogue with God. And then be still and listen to the voice of truth. Be honest and open with God and he will come to you in living color. I am living proof of hearing the voice of God and following it. My heart breaks seeing so many wonderful people hurting and searching for answers. Jesus is real. And He wants to build a relationship with you today and for eternity. Give Him your heart and He will give you His voice. Ron will be back in just a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's love. We live in a world where love is earned and people love you one day and fall out of love with you the next But God's love is a perfect love. You can never do anything for God to love you any more. And you can never do anything for God to love you any less. He loves you 24-7. It's that simple. And by the way, He won't be judging you or condemning you while you're talking. God is love. Now, let's go back to Ron. Thanks for tuning in today. And I am praying that God will answer all of your questions and give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Remember, the next time trouble comes your way, and it will, remember, God is right there with you. Until next time, this is Ron Myers reminding you that God is for you and never against you. And when you listen to his voice, it will remove the hell out of your life.
0: Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life, real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.